If you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast or you just want to talk, please reach out to someone for help and support. You can also get in touch with Man Blues via manblues at gmx.com. We also have a presence on Twitter or X, as well as on Instagram and Mastodon. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs. This is Man Blues. This episode is all about asking for help. Hello and welcome to Man Blues. Do you know what? Oh, it's really early on a Saturday morning for me and <laughs> I'm recording this episode in haste because my episodes go out on Sunday mornings at 10am and I've contrived to not record an episode for this week so I'm trying to get through them so that I'm basically putting the content out there and the second I heard those words leave my mouth the arrogance with which I tried to make it sound like I'm a radio presenter I feel like I've disappointed myself that's by the by let's drill into this so I've had this subject in my suggestions list for a long time and I think it's actually really important to address Now, it stems from very simple things. When I start giving the examples of what I mean about men not asking for help, you'll kind of understand why I'm talking about it. It's not because of the greater issue of men not necessarily accessing mental health. It's the smaller things, but that's the problem. As everyone knows, anything that starts small can snowball. So if it starts small with you not asking for help, where will you ask for help and at what point will you reach that stage where you need help and you're reaching out for it i mean in my notes for this episode the very first line i wrote was it feels like this is self-explanatory but here we go anyway and it does feel like it's self-explanatory but struggle comes with various things difficulties come from various places from simple to serious and yet we don't ask for any help or support at any level. I've got three examples and I am going to go through them as quickly as possible so the episode isn't taken up by these stories. But friend number one, I reached out to him because I hadn't spoken to him in a long time and he's one of these people who's notorious for not really getting in touch and maintaining contact. But the thing is, I reached out to him just to sort of say, look, we haven't spoken in a long time. How about we have an online chat because you know we live in different parts of the country We had the online chat and then he opened up to me and told me that he'd been struggling for about nine months because he was unemployed and really finding it difficult to get work and you know having all these worries at home bills to pay you name it and I just sat there and I thought why didn't you reach out why didn't you just find someone to talk to because sure talk to your wife and your family that's fine but sometimes you also need to just talk to someone else And he hadn't even spoken to his wife and family. He'd literally just sort of kept all his worries and burdens to himself. And I sat there, and I I don't want to say angry, because that's the wrong word, but I was upset with him, because I was like, why didn't you reach out? Why didn't you just think, oh, I'll speak to Degsy? You know, for basically breaking up the day. He had no answer for that. Usually, you tend to get wrapped up in your own problems, and you tend not to think about others. And if, you know, as the kind of the, the posit goes, 
that men struggle to ask for help anyway, he's not going to see contacting me as being a good thing because he's not going to want to admit that he has a problem he can't deal with. But I've also been in that situation where I was unemployed for the better part of 10 or 11 months. And it's difficult. It's really difficult. I don't think people actually who've never been unemployed, I don't think people understand just how hard it is. People who have a job will look at the unemployed and go, their days are brilliant. They can get up when they want. They can do whatever they want. And then they go to bed. No, when you get up, your task for that day is to find a job. And then at the end of the day, when you've not found a job, you've got to try and motivate yourself to go to bed and wake up the next morning and rinse and repeat. It's really difficult. And he did that for nine months. Now, if you've never been unemployed for any longer period of time, you can't possibly understand what that guy's going through. Another friend of mine who I bumped into, I was just chatting away, sort of asking how the last few months had been. We hadn't seen each other in a while. Um, he explained that he'd been suffering some quite serious health problems. He was uh, not hospitalized as such, but he was certainly bedridden for a few months, which for someone who's as active as he was, was torture. And before I realized what I was saying, I was telling him off because it was like, dude, why didn't you reach out? Why didn't you just sort of, you know, I mean, you're lying in bed all day, ill, poorly, not very well, got nothing better to do. Go through your phone, have a look at your contacts and just say, you just reach out to people. And it doesn't even need to be, hi, I'm unwell, can we chat? It can be, hi, how are you? I haven't spoken to you in a while. Now, sure, the relationship I have with this guy is different. So had he reached out to me and said, hi, I'm a bit bored, can we have a chat? I would have been thinking, uh-oh, what's this about? Because he and I have a completely different friendship. But I just thought, why were you struggling on your own with something as serious as your health? This guy lives alone. He's a young man. He had whatever health problem it was, and he was in bed for two months. And I just thought, that's so stupid. That's so silly. And he's younger than me. He ought to be of the generation that knows better. But do you know what? I've been saying throughout the episodes of this podcast that I think my son is in a better place because my son now has the tools or has more tools, let's say, than I've ever had. My son now has the tools to be able to cope with his emotional burdens. I mean, this chap with the bedridden illness, he's around about maybe five or six years older than my son, maybe 10 years. He doesn't have the tools to ask for help. Now that frightened me because I thought, my son will also be in that same position. This is going to be a trope that men will take with them to the grave. And my third example is perhaps the classic example. This was pre-satnav, so please bear with. But my friend and I, we were driving somewhere, somewhere strange. We'd never been before and he got lost. And as we were barreling down these roads, trying to find a way back or where to go or whatever, we passed five or six people. And I just said to him, just pull over and ask this guy. No, it's fine, we'll find it. Just pull over and ask somebody. And he didn't. He insisted on trying to find the way around himself and then eventually we drove down a dead end and he had to turn around and go back. And it was only then after he'd kind of, let's say, humiliated himself by going the wrong way, having to turn around, that he realized, let's ask somebody. So it was only then, only at the point where he reached rock bottom with this situation that he thought, now I need help. That frightened me. Now, these particular stories of my friends not seeking support, they might sound simple, banal. They might even sound like stories where you yourself would search and look for help. But there will be stories in your life where you didn't and you should have and could have. And that's the key thing here. 
I saw these three stories from my side thinking, why didn't you just reach out? Why didn't you ask for help? But they each will have three stories about me where I didn't. And that is what we're getting into. That's the issue. That's the crux of the matter. That men are out there doing their best and struggling and not getting the help and the support they need. And I don't mean just at the height of mental health support. I mean even at the lows of you can't fix the toaster. People will let anything bother them and people will let anything worry them but men particularly seem to really struggle with asking for help and I don't know why that is. I'm not a psychiatrist, we haven't done the study, it's just a guy sitting here talking about the burdens of his man blues and I think this whole thing about asking for help is probably the most serious one that I've come across in all my years. Because what are we saying? We're saying that it's a collective problem with men for asking for help. Why do we avoid it? Why do we see it as a weakness or failure? Because that's my problem with it. In fact, I've got two problems with it. One, I can see it in others and I find myself wondering why they won't reach out for help. Nobody has ever said you ask for too much help because people are genuinely very often willing to help and if they're not they will say so but number two my other problem with it is I'm pretty certain I do this myself I keep things inside and I don't vocalize any struggle it might come out veiled as a complaint about someone from work or wherever but it's always there I've always got this thing where I'm kind of like look the old maxim is a problem shared is a problem halved but I look at that as saying, well, now two people are burdened. Two people have that issue because the other person you've told now has the burden of your problem and they know that you're struggling. So I found a website. Uh, the URL is in the episode blurb as usual. And there was a great quote at the top. I'm just going to read that out. It says, one of the greatest reasons why it's difficult for men to ask for help is they do not want to appear burdensome or needy to their friends and family. Many think that they are putting someone out when they ask for help. That is rarely the case. People are more willing to help than you realize. And I know I do this. I will try to get myself to the train station or wherever without burdening my wife with the task. And why is that? Because when she asks me to drive her, I see that as a burden on me. So there is lots and lots and lots of positivity around this. And the main point of it is, really, that asking for help isn't a sign of weakness or brokenness. No issue needs to be handled alone. Not asking for help, and this was key, I read this on the website and I've copied it verbatim, not asking for help is slowly killing you. Now if that doesn't grip you, nothing will. Now there's a phrase that everyone's heard of, that no man is an island. So if that's the case, you just need to expand your metaphorical horizons and simply repeat the following. I need some help with this. It's all it takes. You can also seek to get help from a men's group. Now, again, there's a website in the episode blurb. It's actually called Men's Group, which I, again, I've just discovered today, which is a brilliant, brilliant thing. And essentially, it's a, it's a support group and healing circle, especially for men. 
Now, if you've heard those words of support group and healing circles and you've kind of gone, no, no, not for me, maybe it's specifically and exactly for you. Because sometimes you need to jump over your own shadow to be able to help yourself. You need to accept that you are not perfect, you have flaws, and you need support. I'm Leon Deggs, and I need some help with this. Thank you so much for listening.